We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oklahoma City Thunder select Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga University. What a pass. Giddy underneath for JRE. The reverse and the rookie-to-rookie action. SGA defended closely by Westbrook. Tough step back. Gets up the shot. Fakes it This is Udart. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up and welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. I forgot to take myself off mute. <laughs> I am your host for the evening, Jacob Niffin. Got JD with me. Hello. I've got Taylor. Go Spurs go. As we are here, oh, what, about hour and a half after the NBA draft lottery. Things, uh, unless you've been living under a rock, you know that things stayed uh, chalk for OKC. They are picking at 12. Actually, things stayed chalk from 14 to 6. We only had one team jump, which was the Portland Trailblazers, up to 3. And then the San Antonio Spurs. I've been telling you guys on this podcast, the Spurs were going to get 1B. Here we are. The San Antonio Spurs get Wemby. Cold pong balls. Yep. Yeah. So shout out to the San Antonio Spurs. Um, an incredible draft lottery that has the potential to really have a seismic shift in the NBA. Spurs are going to be a very fascinating team. Moving forward, we're going to talk a little bit of just the lottery overall, the draft, Thunder prospects, everything. Uh, first, though, I let you guys know that we are part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and DailyThunder.com. Make sure you sub to us on our YouTube channel as you can come hang out with us live every Wednesday and Sunday. Uh, today we're doing Tuesday instead of Wednesday, uh, but that's okay. We had to go live because of the NBA draft lottery. Um, gentlemen, where do you want to start? Do you want to start Thunder or do you want to start big picture lottery? I think we start big picture lottery. Like, you know, yeah, our Jacob, shirts are on, Jacob. So the, the three of us were together last year when we got yeah. the number two pick. It was incredible. There's video of all three of us very excited. And before the pick was announced, um, or I guess it was after the first commercial break or the only commercial break, when we got to the top four, we all uh, joined arms and uh, and watched together as we got the number two pick, which we hoped was going to be Chet Holmgren. Did the same thing tonight at a good old Buffalo Wild Wings and more, but unfortunately, <laughs> not a not a similar outcome. Wasn't um, meant to be. Wasn't meant to be. Wasn't meant to be. But you know what? I had fun with you guys, and uh, not an awful situation for the Thunder. But man, it's kind of crazy how the the top top four picks really panned out. It's a uh, it makes for a really fun and interesting draft. I saw my enemies fall. I saw the Spurs <laughs> complete the one-year tank. Uh, and the Thunder are pretty good at picking at 12. So I'm feeling good in general. It's a good point. Yeah. Like we said, 14 through 6 went exactly as it was supposed to be. 
Um, and then whenever you look at the how how the board ended, Detroit drops four spots, Houston drops two spots, San Antonio, Charlotte, Charlotte, and Portland all climbed two spots. So your official draft order is San Antonio at one, Charlotte at two, Portland at three, Houston at four, Detroit five, Orlando six, Indiana seven, Washington eight, Utah nine, Dallas ten. Orlando again at 11. They get the Chicago pick. Uh, OKC at 12. Toronto 13. And the Pelicans at 14. Um, outside of the Spurs, obviously taking Wemby number one. I think we then got, start to get into some interesting conversations. I think two and three are going to be Scoot and Brandon Miller. But we don't know the order that those two will go in. Now, those yep. next picks are Charlotte and Portland. Yeah, I think Charlotte could overthink this. To me, and everything that I've read, everything I've heard from experts, Scoot is the guy. Scoot is a tier above Brandon Miller on most mocks for most draft analysts. Charlotte does have LaMelo, though, so they, they, they have an interesting question to ask. Do you just you want two guards? Two, I will say, two pretty complementary play styles. One of them is... Fast, athletic, explosive. The other, flashy, smooth, albeit chaotic. But that's a good fit. That's a good fit. And um, I don't know. Do you guys think they're going to go? If you were Charlotte, who are you taking there? Are you drafting for fit? I was thinking a lot about this on the way home. And I, I think you're spot on there, Silva. I think if you're drafting for fit, like Brandon Miller seems to fit a little more seamless there because of LaMelo and the ball handling situation. We know Brandon can obviously handle the ball to an extent. Uh, his playmaking is maybe a bit underrated at this point. Um, and obviously he's an elite score. I think he fits really well uh, offensively and also defensively. He's pretty good on ball. Uh, some work to be done, maybe a little bit off ball. But I think you could have something really special and potentially start building something. Um, I don't know. Like it, the Thunder are trying to build something completely unique and different to that, that that the league has to adjust to, has to respond to when they're playing their brand of basketball. I think with Scoot, and Lamelo, while it's not the cleanest fit, or you know, isn't the best fit, maybe per se on paper, like Brandon Miller would be. There's something very fun and interesting about a Scoot Henderson and Lamelo, each with the ball in their hand, being able to push the ball in transition. Um, Lamelo is a good enough shooter, obviously from outside, that I think that would uh, allow them to play together offensively really well. And I think Scoot kind of picks up for Lamelo defensively as well. So there's that's the highest upside pairing to me. Um, even though I really, really like Brandon Miller still. I, I I would agree. I think Scoot is the pick at two, which then puts Portland in an interesting position. Taking Brandon Miller at three, is that all they do? I mean, that doesn't vault them up yeah. to being contenders in the West. Portland is stuck in a very interesting spot. I don't really know what they do there. That yeah. is really It is really weird. It's like Brandon Miller is a pretty clean fit there. You get Dame... Simons or stylistically Shannon. he fits, but timeline he, does. he timeline, doesn't know at all. I mean, if if I'm thinking from you know small market Sam Presti point of view, if you're Portland, maybe move on from Dame, start the rebuild with Miller, acquire other assets. That totally works. Miller, I think, can come in and be pretty impactful right away, though, if they just run it back this year. But so impactful that's to what degree? I mean, Dame I wants know. to win a title. Catching exactly. Does Miller not, not come in and help them get to the play-in? Right. I, don't know. I mean, that's not what they want. Right. It's yeah. an interesting, like, the, they could sell on that pick if they could, like, get Agreed. something really good. Agreed completely. So that's kind of what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, when we left and we're driving home, I pulled up uh, Sam Bassini and um, Adam Spinello were going live. And when I turned it on, that's kind of the point that they were at. I thought Bassini brought up a very good point about it, it, the Portland getting three overall is a good problem to have but it kind of forces them to have to pick a side at this point. Do you go all in to, um, you know, go in with Dame and try and get him a co-star? Do you do the opposite and, and start the rebuild? Like they're in a very fascinating position. Yep. It's, uh, it's interesting for Portland. So we'll see what happens with them. Uh, next in the line, the Houston Rockets fall down to four. I'm pretty okay with that. Um, yeah. Feeling good about that. Just personally. It'll but be there's still good options for them there, you know, but it's not 
Yeah, I mean, the most likely scenario is a man. He's like the next yeah. highest upside guy. Yeah. Kind of fits what they need as far as a true like playmaker. Yeah, if they get Harden, you would think they're going to try to get other vets to yeah. put around him and make a push. Um, we talked about it a little bit tonight, guys, uh, off the pod. But when you look at Houston, um, they have... I'm trying to see what all they have. Uh, they have a 2024 first from Brooklyn. Uh, they have a 2025 first. Um, that will either be Oklahoma City pick or Brooklyn pick because it, it has swap rights to OKC. They have a 2026 first from Houston, or sorry, from Brooklyn. They have a 2027 first from uh, from Brooklyn. But for their own picks, they owe Oklahoma City their 24 and their 26 selections. And those are protected. That means they cannot trade per the step rule. 24, because that one goes to OKC. 25. 26 goes to OKC. Or 27. So their only wow. own tradable draft pick is all the way out to 2028. So if they want to make moves, if they if they do decide they want to get hard in free agency and make other moves and make trades, they're going to have to open up some draft capital to move. They can move the Brooklyn picks, but aside from that, they can't move their own picks until way down the line. Um, I don't think it's something where they would try to recoup their assets from OKC. But I mean, if they called and said, give us our 24 and 26 pick back and give us um, uh, your pick number 12, I don't think that's enough to move off of four, but it's an interesting conversation. Very. Can I just ask the obvious question? Why do they want, why are they trying to win? Like now, why are they trying to bring Harden back? Why is that even a thing here? Short sightedness, um, inability to plan down the future, uh, poor ownership, poor management, um, dysfunctional organizationally. Yeah. Make your pick. Yeah. Agreed. It's like, I, I was almost trying to put myself in the shoes. Th- of there's no plan, and... but there. Ha- it's you ready for a for a history teacher joke? Yes. It's Soviet Russia. We're all ready. They have a five year yeah. plan, and then two years in, they scrap it and move on to the next five year plan. It's exactly what it is. It's the Soviets yeah. all over again, except they're the Houston Rockets. <laughs> it's the Soviets all over again. That's it's what we so- are. <laughs> That's probably going to get ripped. That audio is going to get ripped. I, I can guarantee we have a new sounder. Um, I don't know. Would you do 12, both the Houston's picks back, and another future pick to go from 12 to 4? And another future. Wow. Who is the target if you're getting all the way up to 4? I don't know. And like, Do you need to go that high to get that target? You tell me. Is it for me, man? it's Jairus or Hendricks. As far is it as a SAR? Or like a start, but I don't know if I don't know if that's worth it. Yeah, no, that's kind of the crazy part. It's an interesting part. discussion. Um, let's move on uh, to one of the biggest followers of the night, not one of the the, the biggest follower the. of the night, the Detroit Pistons, all the way down to five. Seventeen uh, wins to get pick five. Yeah, it's rough for Detroit. Now they will be bringing back Kate Cunningham, obviously. Mm. Um, five's an interesting spot for them. I almost feel like they need to go wing. They have guards. Agreed. They have every big in the world. Um, they need a wing. Like, Asar makes sense there for them. Whitmore. Uh, Taylor, Cam Taylor Whitmore. Hendricks, Cam Whitmore. They all make sense there. Anything else you guys want to talk about Detroit? I don't see Detroit as a team that the center can trade with. Don't draft it'd a be center. So, it'd be so funny if they did, if they went with the big. If they Even take, like, Harris, Harris, what are we doing? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Orlando is at six. Orlando has both six and 11. They are a team... Where like they can move six and eleven uh, to Houston at four. Uh, if yep. Charlotte doesn't take um, Scoot, Scoot at two, and it falls to Portland at three, I mean six, eleven, and somebody to go up and get um, to, and get Scoot for Orlando that can make a ton That's of sense. That's really spicy. It is extremely if if you're going all the way up to get scoot i wonder if it would take a franz wagner which i think could be worth it 611 um, franz 
Six and 11 and Wendell. Magic fans are going to say Wendell, like Wendell on both of those picks, but I think it would take a little more than that. Definitely could. Orlando's in a weird spot, like needs-wise, because they have Franz, they have Paolo, they have Wendell, who's like a really good center. They need guards. They need guards, but they also I mean, Jalen like, Suggs, have... a little bit of a dog. Markel Fultz yeah. is okay, but Markel Fultz and Jalen Suggs are like... Not a great fit. Um, what, like 28th and 29th best starting guards? Probably. Fultz could be a little better. I could think Fultz is actually pretty good, but the Suggs thing is weird. Agreed. Um, we're kind of talking Thunder trade-ups as we go through this. I just... True. I don't know if they can get six from Orlando. Like, I don't know what you would trade to Orlando. They have future picks. Right. Um, like, I don't know what you could give them. Um, you give them 12 and something to jump up to six, and then they pick at 11 and 12. Mm-hmm. You know, like that doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Yeah. Matt in our Matt um, in our chat here, Anthony Black on Orlando could be sick. That would be pretty fun. Yeah, that would fit. Yeah. More length, versatility. Uh, seven is Indiana. I feel like Indiana is going to sit at seven. I don't feel like yeah. they are a trade candidate, really. Um, they don't really have the assets to trade up. I mean, I don't know. Could you do seven and Miles Turner to get to three? I, I was big? wondering about Miles Turner. Um, Portland actually gets a big. How does not suck? Do they get off the Nurkic contract somehow? Or they just like have both of those contracts on their roster? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I you swap those two. Portland. Maybe it's seven and Turner for three and Nurk. Yeah. Yeah. Nurk's got so much money left. I know. That is it, crazy. And you can also stand pad and draft like a Jarris. That'd be a good fit if he's still that there. That makes I think that's what they do is they take Jarris Walker, Taylor Hendricks there. And play him alongside uh um wow. Turner. Turner, thank you. Yeah. Uh yeah, Washington is at eight. I don't see them moving either. Gosh, they to no, me, they, get, they need to take for, for yeah, they need to take Anthony Black or Casey Wallace there. That's kind of how I feel. Yeah. I could see a star if yeah, he drops. That's what I was uh, gonna maybe say. going there. But yeah, I agree. Those I like those. Nine, Utah. I don't, I mean Utah has a ton of future draft assets. I don't see them moving down. I was afraid they were gonna jump. They might try and move up. Dallas. Uh, Dallas is trying to win now. I could see Dallas trading just straight yeah, up out of the they'll draft. They'll try and move that pick. Get a center that works. I think Orlando's just going to take two rookies at 6 and 11. Then you got the Thunder at 12, Toronto at 13, Pelicans at 14. Um, let's dive into some of the mock drafts that have come out. Cool. Before we do that, we'll take a quick break. On the other side, I believe we have ESPN, The Athletic, The Ringer, I don't know if Bleacher Reports is up yet or not, but we'll dig through those mock drafts and kind of see what we think on the other side of this break. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. 
Twice a week, J.J. Reddick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as J.J. does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, gentlemen, let's dive into some of these mock drafts. Silva, do you have these ready to pull up on the stream? I have all besides Bleacher Reports. Okay. Who are we starting with? We could do the athletic first. Okay. Um, we just want to do OKC here. Let's kind of look through what they all have. Okay. You want to start with 14 or start with one? Start with one. All right. Um, so can you pull it up on the screen so everyone can see? Oh, yeah. Let me take this away in its own little tab. Here it is. This and is so this, this is Sam Vecini's. <laughs> Most recent mock dropped this evening, correct? Correct. correct. Dropped like right when the old lottery ended. Here it is. Perfect. Let me, let me take away our little overlay here. So Vicini's got obviously Wemby at one. Yep. Yep. He's got Scoot going too. We kind of talked about that. Does this look better? Yeah. Is that fine or do we want mm-hmm. this? Do that and then zoom okay. in a little bit. So yeah, Wemby one, Scoot two. If you can, it's fine. This is wonderful podcasting. Uh, He's got Brandon Miller at three. Um, I think he talks a little bit about trading uh, three in here. Uh, He's got Amen going to Houston at four. I think that's a good, good, really good fit. Uh, Cam Whitmore going Mm -hmm. to the Pistons at five. Makes a lot of sense too. Um, yeah, that's an interesting one. Uh, at six, he has Orlando taking Taylor Hendricks. That's interesting to me. I was also, like Taylor pre pod for this. Like, how does that fit? What is their starting lineup if they draft? So, Taylor under Hendricks? the fit, he says the Magic love guys like Hendricks who are long, athletic, and have high upside. On top of that, Hendricks actually fits or fills a need as a shooter for a team that could really use one. Team finished bottom 10 in the NBA in three point rate. Magic shot just 34.6% this season. Obviously have a lot of this player type already, but he's a skill level fit for the team uh, that of what they likely envisioned with Chuma Okiki. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we mentioned this. He's got Jarris at seven to the Pacers. Mm-hmm. Um, he says like the Pacers need too. defensive players. They were 26 in defensive rating, putting him next to Miles Turner. Miles can really shoot the ball. They're both good defenders. I think that makes a lot of sense. He's got a that, star going to the Wizards. Yeah, Basar to the Wizards, um, which is very interesting. And he's got Anthony Black going to the Jazz. I love that fit. Yeah. Him and um and Mark and it could be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, maybe the most interesting one. Um, he's got Derek Lively <sighs> going 10 to the Mavs. Such a Mavs pick. Yeah. He says the Mavericks essentially have no long-term answer at center. They desperately need rim protection around Luka and potentially Kyrie. Um, Lively would be a tremendous partner for both of them and screens on offense defensively. Um, he can, uh, basically patrol the paint. Uh, he's got sense. Grady Dick going to the Orlando magic. We already talked about Orlando needing shooters. And then at 12, he's got OKC taking Leonard Miller, uh, the forward out of the G league night. Um, real quick on Leonard Miller. No, the no, is it no ceilings? Is that what they're called? Yep. Yes. On Twitter, they dropped all of the official measurements. Um, Leonard Miller measured out at six, nine and a half without shoes. That means with shoes, he's about six, 11, a seven foot two, seven foot three wingspan weighed in at like 222, 223 pounds. 
It's a uh, big dude. Physical freak. He's huge. Yep. Uh, I'm really excited because Leonard Miller is going to play uh, in the scrimmages at the Combine. So we'll get to hear about how he does there. Um, lots of people seem to be really be growing on Leonard Miller. Vicini has a range for Miller from 11 to 25. Yep. And um, can I just read the Leonard Miller stuff and you guys talk about how you like the fit? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Is it like copyright infringement for me to read Sam's stuff on the pod? We're crediting him. I don't think so. He's being credited. We're not. Okay. Taking, yeah. Shout out to Sam Vecini. Uh, it's <laughs> he says I'm calling my shot with Miller. This is is earlier than just about everyone will have him, but he's a six ten four with terrific fluid athlete athlete with unique body mechanics that allow him to get defenders off balance as he handles the ball as a driver in transition. He's an elite rim finisher with incredible touch, having made sixty seven percent of his shots at the rim. Uh, that's two out of every three for those of you who struggle with math. Me. In 14 games from February 8th onwards, he averaged 20 points, 13 rebounds, two and a half assists a game with a steal and a block. Shot 56% from the field, 37% from three, and 82% from the line. From the I love, line. That. love that. He figured out the G League quickly this season, uh, really his first season of high-level basketball. Uh, Sam says he has real upside long-term, and I bet people see him rise throughout the process. Uh, for the fit, the Thunder tend to draft guys with terrific positional size, strong basketball IQ, and high-level character traits. Miller checks all of those boxes, and he also fits incredibly well with an elite rebounder and attack-oriented player next to last season's number two overall pick, Chet Holmgren. Holmgren's elite defensive anticipation, shot blocking, and floor spacing would pair nicely with Miller's ability to pressure the rim. This would be one of my favorite potential fits in the draft. Vicini's been high on on Miller and OKC's fit for a, a couple of weeks now. For those who have listened to him on his podcast, but you know it's kind of funny. It, I, I I kept thinking this, and then Jacob, you were I don't even remember what that app or what that website is. But essentially, you can go in and plug in uh, a prospect's name, and um, among the different stats and things that it'll give you, it also gives you um, player comps. Maybe isn't the right term, but like physical comps for each player. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm I'm actually gonna drop that link in the YouTube chat right now. Awesome. So if you listen to the pod version, you should go to the YouTube channel and check out this link. Uh, we could also put it in the pod description as well. Um, but I'm sorry. Continue, Taylor. No, yeah, you know, thank you. That's pretty. So NBA Draft Comp is the uh, the name of the the website, the application that this person has put together. One of the names on there is Darius Baisley. And I couldn't help but think when I dive into Leonard film and how he's really developed over the past season, the role he played with the G League Ignite. Uh, I was listening to Vicini talk a, uh, about him actually here a week or two ago when him and Spinella did their their mock draft. Like he's almost what I think the Thunder envisioned and hoped that Baisley could potentially develop into. What I mean by that is he's a guy who can uh, be a great rebounder can rip the ball off the rim and immediately start pushing at transition. Uh, he can spot up from three and, and hit open shots. Again, that free throw rate is really uh, exciting and promising, especially when you consider that the G league only shoots one free throw instead of two. Um, so that's, that's really promising. And I think is, is hopefully a good indicator for his overall touch and development of a shot, especially if he gets in an organization like the thunder, but on the defensive end, versatile can switch onto smaller defenders because of his size and, and his athleticism and not quite the shot blocker. I think that Baisley is or was for the thunder, but that's still very good. And again, when you have somebody like Chet Holmgren back there, it just really is a seamless fit. It's a guy who can do a little bit of all of it on both ends of the floor. And like Vicini mentions here, high character and very high basketball IQ. He checks all the thunder boxes. I think my biggest concern is will he actually be here at 12? which kind of seems crazy to think about when I go back to how we were talking about Miller here about a year ago. I could just say a guy that Thunder would take a flyer on later in the draft, right? Um, and Miller ends up pulling out because he, he's not getting a ton of consideration. Um, this is not the player I envisioned Miller kind of developing into. I can I thought he'd be more of like a uh, like outside shooter, score kind of guy um, who could potentially play some defense, almost like maybe like what Brandon Miller has developed into. That's kind of what I thought Leonard would be chasing after. Uh, so it's really impressive that he's been able to fit into this role. And I think a lot of that has to, like I said, his basketball IQ. Yeah, I'm kind of, this is kind of who I have over the last two weeks. This is kind of who I want at this pick at this point, kind of all in on Leonard Miller. He's 
a lefty. That's cool. He's Canadian. <laughs> That's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, really weird play style. And by that, I mean drives really hard, very decisive, but has like a very, very soft touch whenever he gets there. Um, just really fun to watch. This, this is who I want. Uh, Eamon brings up in our chat that the second name, apparently, and correct us if we're wrong, as far as the physical comps, is Roby. Is it Baisley and Roby? Are those the two physical so comps? There's, there's two sites. Okay. Uh, the one that I linked doesn't have the Baisley Roby comps. It has Jawan Johnson, uh, Jamichael Green, Scalabissier. Maybe the most interesting one to me, which should offer some good insight into how big he is. Uh, this guy, as far as height, standing, reach, wingspan, almost identical to Leonard Miller. The only difference is this guy is about 10 pounds heavier. Joachim Noah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that gives you an idea of how big he is. Yeah. Well, yeah. Joachim th- Noah was awesome. He was so awesome. Do you know how that's much crazy. Sam Presti would love to have Joachim Noah Dude, yeah. on this team oh, today? Yeah. I mean, you talk about a Thunder guy. That makes you think and not think. I mean, you could legitimately run some small ball five lineups. With oh, Miller. Brandon, Brandon Miller is a is center Leonard. size. Leonard. Yeah, Leonard <laughs> Miller. Sorry. Center sized for sure. Lots of great That's questions crazy. in the chat. Um, so what happens with Jang? Uh, do we let Oost develop? Is he more of an, uh, an aggressive Jane? Could he run small forward? Um, those are all great questions. I've wondered that too. Like if you bring in Leonard Miller, a 6'10 forward slash big. You've got Miller. You've got Jang. You've got Poku. You've got J-Will. You've got J-R-E. Like yeah. something has to give eventually, right? Yeah. Um, we assume that Sharich isn't coming back, but you have a lot of like really interesting pieces there that I don't know. Like, Does Leonard Miller just play another season in the G League? Do you decide to not bring Poku back and not bring JRE back? Um, and Leonard plays like a forward off the bench. Um, I think Miller absolutely plays. I could see him eventually working his way into a starting spot, but like I, I think that's where it gets interesting. It's uh, we would see a lot of experimentation, and I think we would see legitimate lineups, as funny and, and crazy as it seems, of Poku, Jang and Miller together. And the reason behind that is that we keep talking about the versatility. Like Miller can handle the ball. He's not an elite ball handler by any means, uh, but Jang can as well. I almost wonder if they envision Jang less of a four and more of just like a, a guy who can do a little bit of all of it. Um, and, and that's what's so fascinating. It's just, they're not going to put him in a box. Yeah. It's true. Positionless sure. basketball. Very fascinating. fascinating. Um, let's go on to the next mock. You want to do ESPN next? Yes. And I could not get that logged in on my computer for some reason. Kept saying my password was wrong, but I do have it on my phone. I'll see if I can pull it up while we go to commercial break. How about that? Cool. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And we are back from that commercial break. I am still actively trying to pull up this mock draft, so bear with me for just a moment. Um, hey, meanwhile, we all said uh, Detroit, or sorry, not Detroit, God, Denver was going to uh, win that series, uh, currently up 20. So Wow. Heck of a statement to open the series. That's crazy. Pretty impressive stuff by then. By them. Uh, here we go. The... ESPN mock. They have Wemby at one. They have Brendan Miller at two, hmm. which means Scoot drops to Portland at three. Uh, you would be putting Scoot and Shaden together. I don't know how you guys feel about this. If it's Brandon at two and I'm Portland, do you just take Scoot? You run a Scoot. Um, Dame Shaden backcourt, and then you just yep. trade Dame for everything. Yep, I was you got yep. Simons too, and Simons. I think you can keep Simons around, he's young enough. Yeah, but I mean, do you trade Dame to I don't know, like a Miami or a Miami, York, Brooklyn, a Brooklyn, uh, and just get a ton of young guys and just dive into the rebuild? Like, I think so. I think it, so. It, it, you have Mike Schmitz as assistant GM. I mean, it, mm-hmm. obviously a great scouting department that, that Schmitz is starting to build there. I think it makes all the sense in the world. They have Houston taking a men at four. Uh, Detroit taking Jarris at five. We can't. We can't. <laughs> Gross. I love Jarris too. I just hate that fit. Yeah. They do not uh, need more bigs. They have Orlando going Asar Thompson. At six, I like that. Mm-hmm. Indiana with Cam Whitmore at seven. I like that too. Okay. Anthony Wizards Black taking Anthony Wizards. Black at eight. That, great fit. Great fit. Jazz taking Grady Dick at nine. <laughs> Just makes sense. Fit. Mormon's Yo. 11. <laughs> uh, Dallas taking Taylor Hendricks. I actually think that fit is really good. That's phenomenal. I'm surprised he... I'd be surprised if he's there at 10. Taylor Hendricks a feels fit. a lot like Dorian Finney-Smith, does he not? Yeah. that's like, yeah. I, I like that comp. That's interesting. They have Jordan Hawkins at 11 to Orlando. Super uh, Orlando high. needing a shooter. Yeah. Jiminy Christmas. And then they have the Thunder taking Kaysen Wallace. Okay. Uh, reasoning. Kentucky guys. The Thunder are in an inevitable, or an, sorry, an enviable situation with a stockpile of picks and a tantalizing amount of young talent, including the imminent return of Chet Holmgren next season. Wallace's combination of toughness, feel for the game, spot shooting, unselfishness, and defensive versatility give him a high floor as a prospect, making him a potentially attractive option for a team like the Thunder who already have the building blocks in place. Super How do you guys fair. feel about Kaysen? Oh, I, I would love the fit. I, I think he's a guy that you would plug in immediately and would be able to uh, in, impact the team at a pretty high level. I just, I, I think in the position that the Thunder are in, depending on if they're able to utilize other assets to trade up in the draft, uh, assuming they stay pat at 12, I, I still think there's probably players who provide greater upside and therefore a greater ceiling for this team, which the Thunder have the luxury of still being able to do. Like I, I get that at a certain point, as good as the team is, incorporating Chet back into everything, like that the window begins to slowly and slowly start to narrow again. But you still have so many other additional assets, uh, including draft assets and, and future assets that I think it gives you the opportunity to take another swing here at 12, which is why we're talking about guys like a, a Leonard Miller or City Sissoko or uh, gosh, City Sissoko, uh, uh, like names like that compared to some maybe the quote unquote safer picks, like higher floor picks, like a case in Wallace. All that being said, he does fit very well with what the Thunder are doing. And um, and we know that Presti loves Kentucky guys. So does I'd he? Be- Oh, go ahead, Silva. Does he exist alongside Trey Mann, or does that signal Trey Mann's exit? It's very different players. Very. I feel like. I like Kaysen. I'd be totally okay with this pick. I've been pretty high on him for a while. Um, 
speaking of comps, uh, the case in Wallen one is pretty interesting. Let me bring it up real quick. Uh, when you look up him on that website, uh, Terrence Davis, John Wall, DeAnthony Melton. Um, Melton's a really good one. Yeah. He also measures very close to Drew Holiday, I know. Yeah, Drew's the that one is, I keep thinking that of. That is an archetype. Like ultimate that I, ceiling. Yeah, that, that is an archetype that I feel like the Thunder still kind of need somewhere. Kaysen measured six two and a half without shoes, so about six four, 195 pounds. Uh, so about the same height as Dort, but um, probably about 25 pounds, 30 pounds less as far as just pure weight. Uh, six, eight and a half wingspan, which is really good. So you could just have an opposing guard kind of in hell with Dort and Wallace cycling in and out. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, I think Kaysen really has a chance to shoot it. I think he could be a shooter. He, he shot yep. very well uh, at Kentucky. And then he was forced into more of lead ball handler role. Didn't get as many spot ups and those numbers dipped a bit. But I mean, if he's playing off of J Dub and Josh Giddy and Shea Gilgis Alexander, he's going to get his spot up opportunities for sure. I agree. And he can play make so he can keep the ball moving and also. Yeah, I don't think you want him as like your main initiator. Right. The Thunder want everyone to be able to do a little bit of everything. Right. But In a Giddy drive it. and whip pass over to Kaysen, who attacks a closeout and is like a secondary creator. Attacks the closeout and then drops it off again and uh, keeps the ball moving. Could make a yep. lot of sense. Agreed. I, I love the fit. Well, I'm sold. <laughs> uh, K- Kaysen, I don't think Kaysen will be there at 12. I think he'll go higher. I could see him climbing um, during the pre draft process, especially if he shoots it well in his workouts. Um, if Anthony Black goes higher than Washington, I think he's a really good fit in Washington. Agreed. What's that? What the, just like where are the, where are the Magic slated for their second pick? Uh, 11, one right? spot ahead of OKC at eleven. Okay, I could see them going Wallace at that pick. Yeah, for sure. If especially if they got Taylor Hendricks at six, yeah, go Case and Wallace awesome. at eleven. I think that'd be in a phenomenal draft for the Magic. All right, we want to go to our last mock draft, which would be the Ringer. The Ringer. I think Silva's getting that one pulled up. I am. Awesome. So Leonard Miller, Kaysen Wallace so far. And then we'll see what this last mock has. I don't think Bleacher Report has their newest mock up yet. All right, let's see. Number one, pretty obvious. Number two, they also have Brandon Miller going to Charlotte. Okay. KOC is a big Brandon Miller guy. He is. Yep, they got Scoot going to Portland. Amen going to Houston. It's kind of similar to what we've seen. Very similar. Yep. Whitmore to Detroit. Asar to the Magic. Yep. Taylor Hendricks. Anthony Black to the Wizards. Wallace to the Jazz. I I like that. That's a fun fit. Yeah. Jairus to the Mavs. Okay. So I I would love that pick, I think, for Dallas. If he falls falls that far, like, yeah, that's awesome. Yep. That'd be a good good pick. Grady Dick to the Magic. Also a good fit. They Leonard got Miller. Leonard Miller. Yes, to OKC. Leonard Miller to OKC, according to KOC. So KOC says Oklahoma City loves versatility, so Miller makes a ton of sense for them. Miller's rising up draft boards after a stellar finish to his G League season, and throughout the pre-draft period, he's been honing his shooting mechanics. Ooh. With the Thunder, he could fit as a front court player who can play as the four next to Chet Holmgren, or he could serve as a more rim-protecting presence if paired with other versatile wings. I like it. That's fun. Very... I told uh, I told Silva before we started the pod, before he jumped on, Jacob, we draft Miller. We get long boys, shirts made, Miller, Chet, Boos, Poku. It's perfect. We've got Kenny Hustle. We got, we got Lenny Hustle. Lenny Long. <laughs> we are not what? calling him Lenny. Let us Lenny know in the Long chat boy. if you like Lenny Long. We're talking about Miller too much. He's not going to go to the Thunder. Come on. <laughs> I, I really like the idea. I can really see it. I always like KOC's comps because they're kind of psychotic at times. This one's kind of fun. Leaner Paul Millsap. Yeah. That that's interesting. interesting. Yeah. That's very interesting. Um, I think Keandre always does good comps. Um, haven't seen one from him yet, though. He hasn't dropped his Leonard Miller video. 
hopefully soon. People in the chat like loving it. the potential of getting Grady Dick. Let me tell you that. <laughs> yeah, lots people of people in our chat loving that idea. I just don't see it. For Could OKC. still make the long boy shirt. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, that's cool. Are there any? Are, this is always a fun question. Is there anyone that you just like do not want? How long? Yes. How much time you got? Give me I'm one guy that you just do not want. Just one? <sighs> yeah. Uh, Nick Smith Jr. Stay, keep okay. me away from that guy. Okay. See, I I still like Nick Smith's upside. I, I agree. I'm not sure I necessarily want him on his team. Hood uh, Fino is one of those guys for me. Like when I first kind of did an overview of him, like I knew he was a, a versatile playmaker, but just does not possess a lot of offensive uh, scoring ability. Um, not the best defender necessarily. He's a guy for me that I'm not very excited about at all. I wouldn't be surprised if he falls a lot. Um, and uh, come actual draft night, I'm trying to think who else. Like, um, why for me it's like, repair. Yeah, I do not want repair. Are you last year, repair? last year it was Usman. I was out. We took him anyway. <laughs> this year it's repair. Please no. Um. I wanted to bring up, and we'll definitely talk trade-ups in the future, um, but the Thunder's history at picking at 12. Uh, whenever you look it up on realgm.com, it includes uh, Seattle picks as well. But um, 12, J-Dub, 12, Stephen Adams, 12, Robert Swift, 12, Nick Collison, uh, Vladimir Rodmanovich, and Frank Olenek? Hmm. Uh that one was in 75. When you look, 2001 was Rodmanovich, and then 03 was Collison, Swift, Adams, and then Dub. I mean, Adams, Collison, and Dub are all really great picks at 12. Yep. Pretty good track record. Pretty, pretty good. And I feel like no matter who is there are there is going to be a name that I am personally cool with. At twelve, I think. Yeah, going through this exercise, a I lot think of depth. Like that's the interesting thing about yeah. this draft. We heard so much over the past two years, really. Like the twenty-three draft, the twenty-three draft is going to be so great, and it is great at the very, very top. But it's uh, there's a lot more unknowns, I think, than people anticipated. But even then, it's still very, very deep because any of these players could really hit. It's just it's a lot of unknowns, a lot of questions about these guys, yeah. and so. I think that is a perfect opportunity. We've talked a lot about this already, but a, a perfect opportunity uh, when you're a franchise like Oklahoma City Thunder with an incredible GM ownership, uh, ownership's full approval, and a great scouting department who, I mean, I, this is where they really can thrive. Uh, they can get a lot of value here if they decide to keep that pick. They also can get a lot of value by moving up um, so or moving back a spot or two and still getting the guy they want for additional assets. Like There's a lot mm -hmm. of opportunity here for a franchise like the Thunder. So I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm opt uh, I'm I'm optimistic about it, but I also like I, I think you alluded to the Silva like is or Jacob, one of you. It, it might end up being somebody that we really just don't even really have on our radar necessarily for this twelfth pick. I think someone that Justin does not make a uh Photoshop image for. pick for for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Um I'm trying to look it up. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to find it. I wanted to see what um, 2022 last season, uh, mock drafts had for Oklahoma City at 12 because I'm sure none of them had J Dub. J Dub, um, it was a lot, there was quite a bit of Usman. I remember seeing Usman there. Uh huh. I don't remember had, like, who else, though, and I, I'm trying to look it up, but it's just so hard to dig and find those. Yeah, old it mocks. It. yeah. I will say, um, I mentioned this to you guys before we left dinner. Like this is the really fun part because we finally start to get some rumors. Um, we we get to hear what teams are quote unquote thinking and the misdirections they throw out, and uh, you know we we start to get some some of those connections to teams really good rather than just hypotheticals. So um, some real concrete things to really be discussing here in the weeks leading up to the draft, and uh, as well as just diving into some of these prospects a little deeper. 
Yeah, some of these teams are, are now forced to pick a direction, like Houston specifically, with them being at four. I don't know. They, do they, I asked you guys at B-Dubs, do they already have Harden online? Like, please come save us. We got the fourth pick. <laughs> yeah. Not that excited. All right, we didn't get one, so yeah. we're in. Are you still in? Yeah. And Portland at three. Do you go all in on the youth rebuild movement and trade Dame, even though you're a smaller, not small, but smaller market um, with a loyal superstar? I mean, there also comes a point where that hinders you as a franchise and holds you back um, totally. by not pivoting at the right time. So do they make a decision there? Do they try and do kind of what the Warriors are doing and, uh, and, and play both sides of both acquiring youth and quote unquote trying to compete with a superstar? Like it's a lot of interesting, interesting teams, um, you know, like situations where, where they found themselves in post lottery. Definitely. Um, anything else? Before we call it a night, I don't think so. Shout out to the Spurs. I mean, seriously, yeah. it's it's a uh, what a I, night I for San Antonio, say, oh, dude. And I think the Spurs Thunder rivalry. I mean, there's obviously going to be national hey, televised. I told games. you guys today. Get ready for the next ten years of Thunder Spurs Western Conference Finals. It's exciting. We've Very got Wimby at home. Great, great for the league, in my personal biased opinion. Yes. Small markets will be will be <laughs> awesome. Will be a home. That's right. Hashtag Chet better. More t-shirt Hashtag ideas. Lenny Long. <laughs> All right, I think it's time for us to get out of here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll be back with you Sunday. From here for the next month, we will have draft coverage galore for you. Uh, we'll talk trades. We'll talk prospects. Uh, we'll bring on guests. We'll have a lot of awesome stuff. So be on the lookout for all that. Make sure you are subbed to the YouTube channel if you are not already. If you're listening to the podcast version, thank you so much. Please go drop that five-star while you're there. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We'll be back with you guys Sunday night. Until then, and as always, thunder up. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.